I love the words we have from Paul's letter to the Philippians today. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, be of the same mind, having the same love, being full of a full accord and of one mind, and let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. We see something about the mind of Jesus when the scribes and the elders challenged him on his authority to be able to preach and teach. It was going all the way back when he uh, did his temple reform and turned over the tables of the money changers. They were upset about that, thought, who is this guy think he is? What authority does he have? And he turns their question of authority right back around to instead talk about their hearts and to reveal his heart and to see what's really going on for the kingdom of God here. Not a question of authority, but a question of the kingdom of God. <laughs> Is the kingdom of God being lived and proclaimed and received? Is the question Jesus wanted to know. So we see Jesus taking a look in this example he gave at some of the lowest members of society, the people who the, the religious elite thought were awful. So they were terrible sinners, right? The tax collectors who took money on the side and the prostitutes. And he said, Jesus looked at them with compassion. Not as contemptible people, but as people who were beloved. And he judged them. Now, we, we, we often hear, I've often heard, Jesus doesn't judge anybody. Yes, he does. And he did. And he judged them as needing repentance. They needed to turn around from the lives they'd been living. And they did so. They heard John's call to repentance, and they turned around from the lives they'd been living. And Jesus judged them again as forgiving as forgiven and blessed. Through Jesus and John, God's kingdom was being lived and proclaimed and received. Those who would not receive it and were not receiving it from the elders and the chief priests received the kingdom of God through Jesus and John. Because Jesus and John sought repentance and Jesus and John lived and proclaimed God's kingdom in which we are loved by God, in which there is forgiveness for what we do. God's kingdom where people turning their lives around and starting a new life is more important than punishing people for their past wrongs. That's life in God's kingdom. Now the chief priests and the elders seem to see things differently. And they were proclaiming God's kingdom. They were probably living God's kingdom actually pretty well. They probably had really clean living in their lives. Um, they were probably very upstanding people. And they were proclaiming God's kingdom every day. But they were proclaiming it almost exclusively to those who were already there. 
people who needed to hear about God's kingdom were not receiving that message. And those who needed their lives transformed by God's kingdom were not having their lives transformed. They instead said, well, those, those wicked ones, the bad ones, they need to stay away. Now, there's a, there's a double-edged sword here where you've got... They felt they had the kingdom of God. They were living the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, you're not going to steal from people. And you're not going to cheat people. So the tax collectors, well, they couldn't really be a part of that, could they? They were cheating people and stealing from people. We're not going to sell our bodies for sex. Um, of course, the guys that ended up buying, they, they seem to be okay. God, isn't hypocrisy great? It's been around us with us for a while. But they looked with contempt upon those who were in need of God's kingdom rather than declaring, yes, you need repentance, but I love you and will help lead you to repentance. Now part of that could be that there's this fear that if we let the sin and the sinful in, then we're going to be infected by it, right? That maybe they weren't confident enough in themselves that they thought, we've got to shun everyone else so that we don't end up following in their ways, in their practices. Jesus, on the other hand, knew who he was. He was confident in who he was. He knew he was God's beloved son. He knew that his relationship with God would not falter. And he knew how he lived. And he was not going to cheat people. I don't think he was going to sell his body for sex. Um... So he knew who he was and he wasn't worried about compromising who he was by reaching out to those who needed the kingdom of God proclaimed. And so he did so. And so would we. If we're going to live as Jesus' disciples, we would then follow the same way that Jesus did. Confident in who we are. Confident in our relationship with God. Confident in our way of life. And that we would live the kingdom of God. That we would proclaim the kingdom of God. In such a way that those who are in need of the kingdom of God, who are in need of repentance, would see and hear and turn and receive the kingdom of God. And we might say, well, you can't judge if we're going to do that. We're going to judge. We're going to say, that's not a good way to live. But we do that. What What did Paul say? We work out our salvation how? With fear and trembling. When we declare out of love and see that someone is in need of repentance, we declare that to them. I I, I don't know that we would declare it. We'd probably have a quiet one-on-one conversation. Not a declaration from a hill. But we would do so with fear and trembling. Recognizing our own need for repentance as well. And we would invite and invite and keep on inviting so that through us, God's kingdom will be lived and proclaimed and received. Living as Paul wrote with this way in our hearts, if then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, 
and be of the same mind, having the same love, and let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Amen.